Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am the tallest elf, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the original Christmas Carol, Daniel Kunkel. Fantastic. Daniel, today today is the day, uh, not only that we watch the Hallmark movie Christmas Song. Yep. It is also the day that I come back from being absent for a long time. 15 years, I think. Yeah, it's been years. It's been 15 years. We've actually recorded all of these in a in the bucket uh, when we were in utero, and now we're releasing them, and th- this is our first present day recording, which is why we haven't read any of your emails. <laughs> you, were on a, you were on a boat, right? You were searching. What were you hunting for again? You told yeah, me. Yeah, I was... I was on the, uh, I was on a boat, the SS, uh, I was on the SS Christmas Spirit, mm-hmm. and I was hunting for the North Star, and halfway through my journey, I remembered that the North Star is not at sea, but it is in the sky, yes. so I need to rethink my strategy there, and so halfway through my journey, I decided to come back. Yeah. So, yeah. Where I was going was the North Pole, because, I mean, North Star, North Pole. This has gone on for too long. I need to stop. (laughs) No, I like it. It's called a cold open. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But also today is the day that uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier ends. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is ending, and Mortal Kombat came out today. Yeah. I've watched, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't watched it right now. And you haven't watched it. Remarkable. Oh, how, the power it. I hold in my hands right now. Here's the, my my dad did watch it and he texted we, we, we talked this morning on the phone and he was like, here's the thing. You could write it. You could write the script for this last episode right now and get 90 percent of it. Correct. He was like, I don't even feel like I'd be spoiling anything if I told you what happens. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple no. things. My my thing is like, I hate when I when I have ideas of what's going to happen, where I was like, oh, they're foreshadowing this or they're Mm -hmm. foreshadowing that. Like, that's going to be super satisfying when that happens. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't happen. It's annoying because you get so excited into it. There was something I read a while ago about how, I feel like I cite it a lot for not remembering it. I need to go back and reread it and make sure um, that I remember it right. But it was basically that you psychologically enjoy a movie more if you know spoilers going into it, because then you are not so much discovering the mystery of something, but you are getting to piece together the pieces knowing the ending. Yeah, you're tracking the journey. There are like there are very few movies that I I am glad I didn't know what was going to happen going into it. And I think it pretty much is Knives Out. Yeah. Is the movie. Uh, for me, it was Birdman. Yeah, knives out. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, most Wes Anderson movies. Um, like we just rewatched um, Grand Budapest Hotel this past week, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, because even if you told someone the ending of a lot of Wes Anderson movies, it wouldn't make sense. Those movies are so much about the the journey more than the destination. Like so many times, he's just like, and now it's done. Yeah, and this person I do that is. For, yeah, I do that for musicals. Uh, whenever I go mm, see like a mm-hmm. stage show, I think the one time I didn't do that was Hand to God. Do you are you familiar with that show? Yes. Yeah. Um, I I didn't I I usually look up plot spoilers, mm-hmm. uh, or just have like a vague idea. Like especially when you're going to see revivals, it's like you 
the reason why you go see it is because you know it, you know? Yeah. And you want to see a new take. Well, so, and, knowing, and knowing character Nate, like, I feel like me, plays are not great about it. I feel like musicals are even worse about it. You will know the main character's name because they'll sing a whole yeah. song about it. And then you will know no one else's <laughs> name the entire show. Yeah. Or we, it's like, what's the... Uh, there's a couple of musicals where the character's first name is like Jesus Christ, like whap me over the head with it. There's there's the there's the Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, uh, his name is said all the time. Aaron Burser, his name is said all the time. There's Bobby, Bobby, baby, Bobby, booby, oh, Bobby. God. It's like Bobby is like punched into your head. But no, yeah, I totally. I feel like Lion that. King, they do it a lot. Wicked, they do it a fair amount. But I was like thinking about like plays especially like the really like edgy serious plays of like the 60s and 70s and 80s they don't say a damn person's name in those shows yeah and that no i'm 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 on board with that well while we're talking about that i wouldn't be able to tell you a single person's name in all hallmark Hallmark movie today it is uh it is christmas song uh it's uh, it's one for the books, Daniel. I think I texted you during it. Here, let me read. Yeah, pull it up. Okay, you wanna you wanna pull it up? Where is it? Uh, you said, you said at at eleven forty seven a.m. my time. Um, I hate this movie. It's yeah. just why. Good fucking god. <laughs> I responded with the slut shaming teachers are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, if that gives you any indication, let's do a quick plot summary. Plot summary of this movie. Boom. We got two. We got an all boys and an all girls school. They fused over the summer. This is now the fall getting ready for uh, winter time, getting ready for, as you might have guessed, a Christmas time. But there are unfortunately two music programs headed by two uh, very different people. They're going to butt heads all up in this school. We got Diana and we've got Ken. Diana, she teaches by the books. Music only started 300 years ago for her and it ended about 275 years ago for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love how she was like, all the great music of 300 years ago. Um, meaning for her, there was no music before 1700. Um, yes. It did not exist. She teaches mm-hmm. by the books. She has the Circle of Fifths, uh, which is a, a music theory uh, thing that she just always has it on her chalkboard. And we meet her and she's talking about the feeling of different keys. Um, and, and Trey, I've had con- these conversations before and I've heard lectures about these and it's still boring. Um, yeah, no music theory is, uh, famously bad. Like, well, not bad. It's good, but it's really boring. It's incredibly not, like, important super into it. and the most boring thing on earth. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like improv comedy. If you, <laughs> if you, if you want it, you'll seek it out. Yeah. But if you don't want it. Don't let anybody tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. But she taught at the all-girls school. And then right on the other side of the wall, for some reason, they decided it was a good idea to also put the two music classes. Two classes, famously, probably the loudest classes besides like a gym or a PE class in kind of your high school era. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They you got put the two music classes like adjacent to each adjacent other. Adjacent to each other. move. And they teach at the same time. They teach at the exact same time. <laughs> so she's in the middle of her lecture when we are introduced to the loud banging, the drum circle led by Ken. 
Um, Ken, he's a free spirit, man. Uh, he's a rock yeah. and roll uh, sex god who is all about the feeling of music. He doesn't care about all of those complex theorems and complicated melodies. He's like, it's about how you feel when you play it and when you listen to it. Which I would argue they are they are both correct when you are a make when you are a music maker. You gotta yeah. be able to do both by and large. So these two are obviously at odds. They they couldn't be more at odds. To the point where the principal is like, why do we have two music teachers? <laughs> and the the principal says there is a competition that's coming up. The winner of this competition that is not school sanctioned, it is through some other third party process. Uh, the winner will have the will helm the singular music program at this school, and and thus conflict ensues. That is bonkers, Trey. So they hold auditions. Uh, each Ken gets to is it Ken and Diane? Um, little ditty about Ken and Diane. No, it is yes, Ken and Diana. Ken, okay. So Ken gets uh, Ken gets two boys. He gets the, although naming the popular them Jack boy. and Diane, I feel like would have been cl- yeah, that would have been clever. Wouldn't that be nice? Like, That'd be fun. That would have been like, fun. Oh, it's like yeah. But so uh, Ken gets two boys. One boy is the jock. The other boy is the nerd. The nerd. And then such a loser. And then Diana gets two women, girls, yeah. two young girls, two, two young women, two young women, yeah. and two young men. And one of them is the popular girl, and the other is the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get we get some really varying character types throughout uh, through through this this film. Uh they are they audition, they get the part. Um they all can sing. I feel like everyone they auditioned could sing well enough. This is this was this is the beginning of a, I think a long tirade we'll be having throughout this episode about the poor uh, teaching practices that go on at this school where they got kids auditioning by the droves. They clearly have kids incredibly passionate and it's not like they're abysmal. They are very teachable. And also it doesn't matter if they're abysmal. You're at a school. Your job is to teach them. And clearly they're passionate. But they shut down all of these kids just because they're not as good as they want them to be. I know you're competing for your job, but this is also why competing for your job only benefits administrations at schools. It never goes back to benefit the students. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good point, Daniel. They also, good work. The t- Diana and her other teacher friend, I think it's I think it's Liz or Amy or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, know. they each have like a weird teacher they got their their other their buddies, their little mentor. They're hanging on the teacher's lounge. They they don't call her a derogatory term. The the popular girl who we see she's a little flirtatious with the boys. Clearly enjoys the merging of this school. That's cool. Whatever. She's a teenager. She's allowed to to think right. that and believe that. They yeah, and and I would imagine this is a as a side, little side note. Uh, this seems a little bit like Catholic school like. I feel yes. like the merging of men and women in a Catholic school high school scenario where you're 
going through puberty and just discovering what it's like uh, to... Catholic Church not known to be the most open-minded. Yeah, I feel like there's some tension rising and you shouldn't be putting... I mean... They're, the idea they're, they're, they're like she's a part she's a party girl which we we yeah. know is is code for like oh she gets right. around and it's like a right. none of your business weird that you know that as a teacher and b i return to again none of your business yeah has it impacted like, her grades has it impacted her social life no back off i think i think it was that moment where i was like did a dude write this i think a dude wrote this that is just doing such a bad job it's you know? such a, yeah, it's such a dude thing to write. Yeah, especially in 2012, Obama's America. It made me so. It made me so angry, Trey. I got so upset with that. No, I was upset. I I mean, it inspired me to Google. It inspired. It, I took to the web. Yeah, you had to. You had to check on this and go. Yeah, oh, I had to make sure. I was like, if a like if a woman Commons. a woman wrote this, I would be so upset. But anyway, so do you know they, what this writer also wrote? A Case for Christmas, right? No, that's the, it was directed by the director of A Case for Christmas. This writer, oh. this writer wrote Santa Suit and Christmas Magic. Are you kidding me? You're t- come on. She, Santa Suit? He, he also wrote another movie I think we're watching this year. Let me um. Let me I bet he's check best that. friends with, with Kevin Sorbo. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh. I bet he hangs out with him on the weekends. Oh. Like, goes to barbecues with Kevin Sorbo. He he wrote a movie disturbingly called The Hazing Secret. Oh. He also wrote a movie called Aladdin and the Death Lamp, which sounds pretty rad. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to uh, has he has he written anything that we will be watching like anything more? Uh, I believe he wrote Another movie in 2013 and another movie in 2014. Yeah. Okay. And then that's where he he stopped. That's where they that's where they cut him off and go. That's hey, where they dude, said enough of you. Hey, not cool, actually. Actually, <laughs> not cool of you to write that. So, uh, they train for the contest. The two popular people are like big into riffing and their like apparent image and not team players. Essentially, what's going on is the same. Both teachers in their training for this uh, recital or whatever, they're going through this exact same struggles, which with each archetype where it's like, Hey, quiet kid, please speak up. Hey, popular kid, please quiet down. Hey, popular kid. You want to up the riffs a little bit? Think it'd be fun. Hey, quiet kid, just sing a little bit louder. Okay. And it's, it just goes like that. Um, there's a side plot in the movie where, because we both know that Jack and Diana are going, <laughs> <laughs> that, that Ken and Diana. Nope, we're calling them Jack to, and Diana now. Yeah, nope. We both know Jack and Diana are going to smooch. Like this is this is clear from the mm-hmm. beginning. And the movie pretends they're not going to smooch. We we really know from the very beginning of the movie that they will smooch. So they go on. They decide to go on like this. Do this online dating test, and they are perfect matches for each other unknowingly. And they meet up on this date, and they're like, ah. This has got to be a joke. And then they date anyway, and then she leaves. Then they do it again, and they both unknowingly again, this time, write the opposite of what they like, which is, Daniel, Daniel, what was Ken's favorite type of food? 
It was Italian was his favorite, and Thai food was the was deemed the opposite of Italian food. Daniel, what does that even mean? I feel like the opposite Daniel, of Daniel. Ev- what does that even mean? The opposite of every food needs to always just be whatever the hell they're serving at Hardee's. That's the opposite of any food group. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate opposite is always going to be. Whatever the hell yeah, they're serving at Har- or Arby's, it's Arby's or something. Arby's, Arby's, yeah, the the roast beef capital of America. I enjoy I enjoy the subtle uh, spices and the many complex flavors of Thai food. <laughs> and when I think of the opposite of Thai food, I think of Arby's. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. of roast beef and cheddar cheese. Is is the because do you know what I'm saying though? Like, what's the op- What is the opposite of Chinese food? I don't know, but that feels like the start to a racist joke. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what it felt like. That that was the aggression that he had. Where it's like, what's your favorite food? I don't know. Italian. All right. So the opposite (laughs) of that's Thai. It's like, what? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, that was really weird. Anyway, so they unknowingly go on a second date and they're like, this has got to be the joke. A joke again. But this time they like get to know each other and like she asks about his dad and he He's got a dead dad. dad. He's got a dead dad. Dead dad. Daddy dead dad. Is so dead. So and then she, he asks about her it was she was divorced. She's right? a, she's a divorcee, yeah. Yeah. So uh they got to know each other in that way. Then uh the kids started getting really into the competition. There's like side plots among the kids, but it really doesn't matter. Does not oh matter because you think matter. it's gonna build to the kids getting together too, and it doesn't. Yeah, so and it the kids doesn't d- matter. Yeah, I thought I really did think the respective opposites were going to switch right. too, but so that was that was a bit disappointing. It was bad. It was bad. I yeah. think is, I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, because um, I would love to see a thruple. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not like a like three couples, not like a. Yes, I know what you mean. Three people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the so the comp so they because of that uh like uh joining together that they had on that date, they decide to combine forces at the recital. And here's where things get, here's where things got complicated. For Daniel and I, because we talked about this before we started recording. Now, the reason why that there were only two people chosen for each of the separate teachers, uh, like recital uh, performances, is because the max amount of performers was two, right? Yeah. For this recital. So it was a competition. It's a competition. Show. Yeah, it's like a, it's pretty strict. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's also television, and uh, there was one part at the date where the where uh ken was like hey my dad's dream was for his whole life was to sing on television and i was like doubt it (laughs) 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 i was like i was like that's his dream so for me personally when i think of like it's my dream to sing on television i feel like that's like i feel like a dream is something like you work your whole life to Mm -hmm. right like yeah your your dream is to sing on television, you know. That feels doable. That feels really doable. Like because he also, he didn't specify. He wasn't like I want to win American Idol. Or, he's just like I want to sing on right. TV. It's I like, want to sing oh, on TV. Okay, yeah. that's. I feel like if you have a decent voice and you're a big enough baseball fan, you can just you do can it. hook yourself up yeah. with that contact real quick. 
Yeah. Um. So he. Uh, so they go to the competition or whatever, and they and they enter as conjoined. So it's 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 four people. No, they enter as two different. No, they enter as two different teams. They sit down. And backstage, the kids are like, "Hey, I've got an idea." Oh, whisper, 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 whisper. Oh, that's what that was. And then oh, they come okay. back, and then okay. they come back, and they perform their two songs together. And then, which I they was, did a really on-the-fly arrangement of that. Day. I was like, "Yeah, who remixed this on the spot? Yeah, who, yeah. who is live mixing this? Who is doing the lights for it?" There's always it's like in High Very School Musical or any other musical thing. Any jerk like us who's done a musical is going to be like, well, how did they do that so quickly? That yeah. takes time to did do. Did they rehearse that? They no, had to they practice that. choreography <laughs> very well. Which is true. It's true, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're right. It's But, like, uh, like I mean, seeing them go, two, three, four. Actually, can, can we come in on a three and? Yeah, I want <laughs> a little. Dun, yeah. dun, That's bum, not bum, as fun bum. to watch. Um, and then so they, the most wild thing happens. Okay, so they, they are performing... At the TV thing, at the contest, yep. their mashup of the first Noel mm-hmm. and angels we, have heard, angels we Have Heard on High. And Angels We Have Heard on High, two Christmas bops, two royalty-free Christmas mm. bops, because these movies cost $2 million to make, and that money only stretches so thin. <laughs> so they are performing this. And then, the, and then Ken is in the audience. They're watching. He ducks out. And I thought... When I watched it, I was like, "This is a mistake." Like I, like I barely, tr- I like tracked. I, I barely noticed yeah. it. It sort of just feel, felt like it something. feels like they got a wrong take in the movie. Yeah, it does feel like that. And then they cut back to the performance, and Ken rips an insane cornet solo over these guys performing. And I said this, so I, I, well, trumpet cornet. Do we think, is it a trumpet? It's a trumpet, yeah. It is a trumpet? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm putting some, put, taking out some gum. Yeah, you bet. So, he rips his trumpet solo over Angels We Have Seen, uh, Angels That We Have Seen on High, is that? Heard on High. A- angels We Have Heard on High. Trey, do you know how many times it? I've been to church in my life? It's three. <laughs> That's how many times I've been to church. Dude, I... I'm I'm embarrassed. I feel like I've become a Christian. I feel like I've become a Christianity expert on this show. I would not consider myself <laughs> one of those. It's Mm-mm. more, you know, your Christianity expertise is more. It more feels like it comes from a comic book mythos, probably. Yeah. Than it does from the Bible, <laughs> probably, where it's probably. like you, where it's like I, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've read the Bible. Yeah, yeah. I've read the Bible. So. He rips this trumpet solo, and everyone is loving it. And then they win. And then they smooch. End of movie. Here's my issue. And here's what I talked about with you before, Daniel. So, this has to be... So, first of all, they're breaking so many rules, there's no way they win. Uh, First off, they get disqualified 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Maximum two people per performance. They did a mashup. They technically entered, like against each other four so people like, but an additional fifth unexpected person yeah 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 so that's the thing so it's like one could make the argument being like no we are two separate entities we just perform together judge us as two separate entities right you could I it's could weird because they are the same school and they're like yeah. well we want to perform as the same school 
Well, at first they're like, we want to perform as two different schools. And they're like, well, now we're going to perform as one school. And it's like, okay, well, you can still only have two people. Like, that's just, yeah. that's it. Them's but the let's rules. A, let's imagine that the that the person behind the table, that wacky person that was like, that was like the teacher in High School Musical, mm-hmm. that kind of had that energy. Absolutely. Um, what if she, what if she pointed and said, uh, y'all... There are four of you on stage, maximum two on stage. What am I supposed to do with this? I'm not judging you as one person. No. They could say they can raise their hand and be like, hi, uh, we entered set we did enter separately. We just shared the stage. Judge us separately. Even though we we are mashing this up. So judge us separately. But that is thrown out by the fifth person marrying everything. Okay. Here's a this uh, the way this has to be disqualified. It's a vocal competition. You don't get to come in with. A, I don't care how rip ass your trumpet yes! solo is. You don't get to come in with a trumpet solo. Yes. You don't. No. Yeah. No. You're absolutely right. That is one hundred percent. It is a vocal competition. Vocal music competition. You can't rip a trumpet solo. Also, let's imagine. Let's picture this. Like I said earlier, imagine. Imagine if if your music teacher, if the if Ken was not Ken anymore, but was instead Slash, famous guitarist <laughs> Slash. Mm-hmm. What if Slash were to come on stage and and destroy a guitar solo during in a, in a break of the first Noel? Okay, he would win a hundred percent of the time. Every single time, Slash would win. And it's not even about those four kids. No. It's about Slash now. It's like about, it's about the professional musician that stepped on stage. They shouldn't have, in, in short, they should not have won. And, I, and I'm upset that they even entertain this when they so clearly laid out the rules for us. It's all, it, it is one of those times where they did lay out the rules for us very clearly. It's like Christmas magic. It's like the, the rules were pretty clearly laid out and they very clearly broke them. It's you not win. a competition. It's not a fair no. competition. It's also not in the spirit of it. You know, it's, it's like not it's supposed to be a high school. Christmas. It's supposed yeah. to be like a high school event. Yeah. Anyway, so that was Christmas song. They smooch at the end. There's no mistletoe, so I'm sad. No mistletoe. <laughs> I think probably two stinkers. I think the two popular kids are converted stinkers by the end. Yeah, no, I don't well, I don't think um well, they, the don't, they don't guy. Hate- I don't think the guy's converted. I think he stays stinker. That's true. Yeah, I think the girl definitely is. Because he's he's the only I mean, because the last thing that we see him do is siphon gas. <laughs> um, there's a moment where they where this kid, he he's like he's like, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make him not be able to show up to the competition so we can get the leg up. I'm gonna siphon gas from her car so they can't show up. <laughs> And they show him siphoning gas from this car. Ugh. When we first Man. meet the cool kid, the cool boy, he throws his backpack through the roof of his Mustang and climbs out through the sunroof. I love the idea that he actually doesn't know how to use car doors. And that's just <laughs> how he thinks you enter every car. Oh, man. Trey, this movie He's sucks. Like, I, you know, I just get confused. Does the Does the... 
does the pointer up means it's unlocked and the pointer down means it's locked or is it the other way around? Those are the windows. That's how you raise and lower the windows. Oh God, oh man. I'm lost. I'll just go out the sunroof. Sun is up, right? Okay. Um, Sun's out, buns it. out, man. This movie sucks, Trey. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, I really didn't like this. I, like I said, that was I texted you uh, 25 minutes into the movie. <laughs> I said I said I hate this and I was 25 minutes into the movie. Um, Trey, I own this movie on DVD now. Yeah, well, you own it in a... Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You own it in a collection of four other movies. So if... Let's, I'm showing let's, Trey the evidence, the physical evidence. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at this at, at this DVD. So okay. we have... Um, uh, Daniel Daniel bought this DVD very, very uh, graciously. $16 because on some, Amazon, some of the movies right. are a bit harder to find online. Um and by online i mean uh anywhere legally. anywhere on yeah. earth no not not no illegally too i could not find christmas song illegally yeah, no. legally it's on nothing this movie that we hate so much that we we really did search for it um so uh love at the thanksgiving day parade i liked it i did like it i'm fine owning like that, that yeah what like whatever sure yeah 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 christmas song we can call it a hard pass uh in terms of let's give it a star rating you cannot do half stars okay. five stars one, um, one star for christmas song one star for christmas song how many stars for hallmark standards i would still give it one star yeah for hallmark standards what would you give love at the christmas uh, thanksgiving day parade three stars three stars yeah so that is a that is a four star rating on that DVD right now. Wait, hold on. You have four... St- Wait, give me a second. That is a two-star rating at that DVD right now. What are the next two movies on that DVD? We've also got Baby's First Christmas <laughs> and A Bride for Christmas. <laughs> um, th- Baby's First Christmas reminds me of... Their- so, Daniel and I went to college together. And we have themed parties... Sometimes, like you know how you're in college and you like to wear a costume, and one of the theme part, one of the theme party was was like the elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I remember that one. And so my class was water, and I thought it would be a good idea. To <laughs> do you know? Do you remember this? I don't think I remember what you did. I'm scared. Okay. And I <laughs> thought it would be. I was like struggling to think. Of a good costume idea. And my costume idea was Baby's First Swim. Okay? That's right. You had a you had a tub, didn't you? No. I had swimmies on. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing a diaper. <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> was in a diaper the whole time super comfy i'd never i, I didn't do myself i didn't exercise that right I'm i could have if i wanted that was to. a smart yeah, decision I bought, I bought a pack of depends i had them in my closet for the rest of the year never wore them wish i did because i'll tell you what <laughs> uh I'll, I'll tell you what the handiness of being able to uh pee remotely that's how you is, get through a dance call right there yeah truly you need to go to the restroom you don't want to miss a step yeah so swimmies in a diaper i was walking around for <sighs> hours yeah. any any connections um 
I got one idea, but um. Okay, yeah, throw me at it, cause I don't really have any. I mean, we're operating off of love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade and this, so. Yeah, I don't think it's a connection to um. To love at the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, I do think there is maybe a connection with uh, Christmas magic. Okay, throw it on me. I think maybe Scott Walker went to this school. Scott. Walker. That was the the guy who sang the song. Okay. I because it's I mean it's they're both in New York. I think I think Christmas song takes place kind of like. I don't know, out, out of New York somewhere in the fancier parts of Jersey, just out of the city. But we definitely get New York cityscapes in it. So you think Scott Walker, the man who sang Angel Like You, mm-hmm. went to this school? Yeah. He's old, you know that. And he's pretty young, the teacher. Mm-hmm. He went to the all-boys school then. <laughs> okay. Why would they give us two singing boys back-to-back? Yeah, that no, this okay. I I can get behind that. I would I see I was thinking similarly I, along I was thinking along your lines with connections, whereas like let's think of musicians that mm-hmm. we have seen so far. Yeah. And I was having a hard time coming up with that. So I'll I, you know, I'll play. Yeah, I'll, I'd, I'll play. I'd love to think of some other um some other sensitive souls. I think it could be could be, could be gals or guys. I don't think um, yeah. gender is important here. Oh, now you know what one connection could be. Oh, good God! There is an MC in this um in this movie. Oh no, she's wacko. <laughs> Maybe I don't remember her name. What was her name? The um the woman, the MC. Oh, the, you mean like the judge that handed out the trophy? The judge, yeah. Sorry, not the MC. Okay, she was. It was. Um, it was Pam Hyatt played her, who's apparently done um, just a boatload of animes. Um. Good lord! Wow. Good for her. Um, but I want to pose. Maybe, maybe she has a sister. A sister who's also in the arts, maybe a sister who directed a certain uh, certain Christmas pageant in upstate New York that we didn't quite enjoy. Very good, Daniel. Very good. Good work. I I can dig that. I can I yeah I can dig the Christmas pageant connection. We've got yeah because it's Estelle Barlow. I'll take that. Estelle Barlow is that woman, and Vera Parks is the same woman. I think it's not unreasonable to say a, a mother. Who would name one child Estelle or Vera would name the other Estelle or Vera. Yeah. No, I agree. Boom. That's it. That's a good connection. There we go. I, I'll I'm gonna still I'm gonna still think on it because I'm known to come in the next episode and bring up a uh, a connection. You know two. I love the last so, minute ones. I love them. Yeah. Or the ones where I text you when I'm coming out of the shower the one where you just got you got to think on it you got to ruminate on it yeah you gotta think about it i i i i text daniel my best theories when i'm completely naked (laughs) love it (laughs) um next week we've got uh two flicks i think maybe one we have the wishing tree and matchmaker santa god you know these 20 these is it's 20 12 right 20 Are, yeah we're in 2012 now these 2012 movies sound terrible 
Um, I think Matchmaker Santa may be our first introduction to uh, Lacey Chabert. Who dat? She she's like she's like Hallmark royalty. Oh, um, kind she's of like also, what's her face? Uh, what what's her the Full House lady? Yeah, 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 yeah. She has been in eighteen Hallmark Channel movies. Oh my god! Yeah, Daniel, you how how do I make my living doing Hallmark? <laughs> I feel like I don't. I, think I feel like I Hallmark's don't. Want like that. once you got, like once you're in, you're in. Yeah, I yeah. All the way. Um, the description on oh god, it's got thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Good lord. Um, for Matchmaker Santa, uh, Melanie is dating handsome CEO Justin, but when he asks her to spend the Christmas holidays with him at her at his lake house and meet his mother, she finds herself spending more time with his best friend and loyal assistant Dean. Dean. Let me tell you, I'm looking at Dean and Justin right now. Who's the bigger snack? Uh, Justin. Justin, the the assistant. I think so. Yeah. This tracks. If if she's gonna fall in love with Dean, he's got to be he's got to be scrumptious. Dean is pretty generic, like black hair, handsome white guy. Mm-hmm. Justin, though, he's got he's kind kind of a kind of a gingery, dirty blonde look. Oh, interesting. Looks a little rougher, you know. Mm-hmm. Is also played by uh, Thad Luckenbill, which is an amazing name. Thad Luckenbill. Hmm. Thad Luckenbill. Well, I I look forward to that. This is uh, uh, he was he was also on the Young and the Restless. Is this the final two movies on your DVD or no? No, I don't have these on DVD. No. Oh, okay. The very last movie of 2012 I have on. Oh, DVD. it's Baby's, Baby's, it's Baby's first, first Christmas. Christmas. Uh, okay. Yeah. Lovely. All right. Well, awesome. That's gonna do it for us today. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, want to visit our website, www.mistletoesecret.com, you can leave us a uh, email if you just fill out the form at the bottom, or you can email us at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. And you can also find out a ton of information that we have put on the website. That uh, just fun little uh, Easter eggs. Uh, <laughs> story bits uh following the hallmark cinematic universe the way we have laid it out so far you could also check us out on twitter hcu secret uh at hcu secret on twitter and i think that is it thank you to colin robertson for hooking us up with the intro music Mm -hmm. um big help fan of the show uh friend of the show Long time, long time lover, first time caller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that'll be it. My name is Trey Planicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm here to remind you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening. Thank you.